And we are back with another Black Widow Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real vs. World. And today on the podcast, we have Business Boy. He has produced massive records for the likes of Party Next Door, Black, Sway Lee, Dreamville, Young Thug, and so many others. He's originally from Milwaukee, started making beats at the age of seven. He knew he wanted to pursue music as a career from a young age. He gives a ton of insight into the business side of music, how to make a legit living as a producer taking advantage of publishing, credits, and royalties, and he gives the backstory of some of the biggest records and how he linked with those artists. He even tells us about his own album he's working on with Party, Sway Lee, Black, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a fire-ass episode. Um, if you're new to Black Window Cream, you're probably wondering what the fuck that is. Black Window Cream is a private content creator group fueled by caffeine, or at least I take my coffee Black Window Cream, but you can fuck with whatever caffeine you like and still be a part of our community. Um, all creators are welcome. So if you would like to join that, go to bwnc.com slash join and sign up. If you're new to the podcast, we interview talented creators every single Sunday. And on Wednesdays, we have the morning roast segment where we deep dive into different creative topics. So definitely make sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all the above one or the other. I don't give a fuck. Just get with the shits. Um, coming up on the podcast, we have some good episodes coming up. October 13th, we have Currency's creative director and documentary filmmaker CJ Wallace, who has gained recognition recently for his latest award-winning documentary, The Perfect Bid, which blew up on Netflix. October 20th, we have Brian Z, who is the creative director of djbooth.com and audiomac. Creative director, is that what I said? The creator of djbooth.com and audiomac.com, two massive online music platforms. And on October 27th, we have Beth, AKA Faith, the concert photographer who has shot for artists like Lil Nas X, uh, Young Blood, um, Lil Uzi, Rico Nasty, Machine Gun Kelly, Jeezy. She shot for everybody and she's currently on tour with Hoodie Allen. So if you are excited about those episodes, we appreciate that. And if you want to hear them a week earlier than every single person else, we give that to our Patreon members. So if you want to join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash black cream, you can get early access to the podcast. You can also get all the other amazing perks that we list out there. Uh, you can see it on the website. So just check it out if you're interested in fucking, you know, becoming a better creator because that's what we do on Patreon. All right, cool. Uh, uh, this is going to be a fire ass episode. Let's jump into the shit right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to. Goes to. Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you'd say that. And we are back with another Black with No Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real vs. World. Today's special guest, Business Boy. What's up? What's up? What's How up? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling super blessed. I can't complain. Hey, so am I because you're here at this this podcast studio, yeah, which is dope. It. Appreciate you. A little man. sliver in thanks Hollywood. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming. Um, I'm excited for this because I, we don't. I don't know that we've had any other Grammy nominated producers. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm the first one and appreciate yeah. making history. Yeah, man. No, I'm excited. I, I mean, you got music everywhere. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone hears it. Um, I, it's. I feel like it's an interesting, you have an interesting role in music. Mm-hmm. You're the curator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just, just creating and just putting my visions out there with the artists and, 
you know, just hoping they can see the vision as well. Right. And we just put it out to the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like, I don't think people understand how collaborative, uh, like, you between an artist is. You know what I mean? Because there's just so much shit always happening. Like, you got people, you'll make a million songs and one will get picked. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah, most definitely. (laughs) It's not easy to deal with that shit. Just waiting, just waiting for them to come out. But, like, I just, like, before I go into sessions, I just try to make sure, like, I'm just taking quality in there all the time, whether I'm cooking from scratch or just, you know, just making yeah. packs for them to... Because sometimes the artists just want to hear beats first and then we'll make a couple records or something and then we'll create. Right. So it's just different. It just depends on who I'm working with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's uh, I've been in mad studio sessions or whatever and it's always interesting from, like, the filmmaker standpoint just mm-hmm. watching the collaboration because it's like sometimes it's awkward as shit because they bring in a you know you have like a major artist and they bring in a producer that maybe never worked with that person yeah. and then you got to just like show all the way out with your shit and Facts. then just hope that they fuck with it yeah just hope that they you know rock with it record it and then even after they record it, it's still a process on when right. it's gonna come out or do they think it's good enough to right. come out mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah. but you were originally from milwaukee yep milwaukee wisconsin uh I was born in Little Rock, moved there when I was... Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, but my grandparents raised me Yeah. Uh, from like the age of three. Oh, word. Mm-hmm. And they're in Milwaukee? Yep. Nice. Still there, so I still go back and visit. What's the main music venue there? I used to drive up there all the time. Uh, like the, the Rave? Rave. Is it mm-hmm. Rave? Yeah. yeah. We did a show. We shot a music video in that, like the pool in the back. I don't know oh, if you've real? ever seen that shit. No, I ain't see that one. Yeah, there's like a... I don't know. The only way the artists get in is through like this sketchy-ass yeah. like pool. Yeah, look... I, I heard about it. Everybody said it's sketchy yeah. as hell. But. No, I was from, <laughs> being from Iowa, I was always like, that was the spot to go to if an artist was coming through. We'd mm-hmm. try to like haul up there and just like see a show. And yeah. I was in high school and shit. I had to beg my parents to let me go. And it's like a six hour drive or whatever. But Milwaukee's a shit. No, it's it's pretty dope. It's a uh, untapped market. Yeah. And, um, yeah, people that come there, you know, they like it. They they think it's pretty cool. It just It's just a small city. So, you right. know, it's not talked about a lot like that. And we don't have like a real music market there right but like basketball is like we got Giannis now yeah. so we're we getting a light shed on us by that what is it has there been any like major musicians that have come out of Milwaukee I mean I feel like Minnesota mm-hmm. always gets the reign of like yeah Minnesota for sure but uh we had like Cuckoo Kyle in my projects Ishdar Rico Love mm. he's from there right Sounds he's a producer okay he lives out here he he's from there Tank yeah the R&B singer damn I didn't know that yeah he's from Milwaukee oh shit yeah. yes. Eric, Eric Benet so everybody you get me yeah. <laughs> so it's like low-key like a lot of people they uh they still show love right when they when they move it just you know they just moving forward looking forward so right 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 yeah. when uh when you got started into music i mean you said you were raised by your grandparents or your mm-hmm. grandparents like with the music background do they have a music background? no they don't they just love music though. yeah like every every day my grandma will uh play like music when she cooking she had like the uh the boom box right, and right just right. playing like like oldies mm. stuff from like the seventies, the eighties, and all of that. So mm. what? How did you slowly like gravitate into uh, it? Just just hearing them, like hearing the music they was um, playing, and then my uncle, he always had like these tapes and CDs that'd be like artists he listened to, and then like Bone Thugs and Harmony was one of my favorites. Yeah, and then listening to them, like y'all want to get into music. I love the way they write. I love the 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 sounds, the beats, all of that. So. Feel like elementary school. It was like early. That was elementary school. Mm-hmm. When, I was, when I first heard it, yeah, I would just 
had like a Walkman or something, just listening to that. And yeah. then I'm like, yo, I want to, re- I want to create music like this one day. And then I'd be at my desk, just like sketching out album covers. Like, <laughs> yo, my my album coming soon. I'm yeah. writing raps. Like That's for so real. Tight. Like early. It was like. Like first, second grade, it was like. Damn, mm-hmm. I feel like at that age, it's kind of hard to have a vision of like I want to do this mm-hmm. for like. I think it's like you by default, you know, school presents like sports and shit, so you mm-hmm. feel like oh I'm gonna do that, but you don't even realize that you could go pro. You know what I mean? You yeah. like slowly get into this like competitiveness of it, but music I feel like is completely off the grid, especially like at that age. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like what made you feel like that could become a job? Like how do you have uh, that vision for yourself? It was just the passion, I guess, like the way I felt about it. Yeah. It was, uh, I just love music, like just the way it made you, made you feel. And mm. I was always wondering like, how, how do you create this? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And from a producer standpoint, standpoint, but early it was like more just writing. Right. And wanting to see, seeing Bone Thugs and Harmony and just want to emulate what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So then what, you, when did you actually start making music? Like you were writing, um, you couldn't write Like before. elementary, but like beats. It was like seventh grade, yeah. like middle school. Um, MTV Music Generator is this game for the PlayStation. Right. My grandma bought, bought me that and just started practicing on there. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, you could literally like program beats on PlayStation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they were tight? Yeah. Damn. Well, nah. nah. <laughs> but like tight enough for a fucking game. At the game. time to me, I was like, yo, I'm making beats. Yeah. yeah this shit is tight, but... That shit was trash back then. Was there a way to play that, like play them back, like outside of your PlayStation? Or no, you, that you was the only, only way. Yeah, that so, was the only way. Did you have sessions around your PlayStation? Like people come over and rap on? No, it was just me and the bros. Oh, for real? Yeah, just me and the bros. We were just like, yo, I'm about to make a beat, and then right. all we could do is just like rap, and then like kind of like record on like a a tape recorder. Yeah. Or something. Like just the room sound yeah <laughs> just like play it back <laughs> yeah. what what else were you doing like at that age like was it all music that was the only focus or were you into it was basketball you were playing sports yeah it was it was most definitely basketball yeah basketball came like middle school mm. so it was like basketball music right and then high school uh freshman year i played like junior varsity and then sophomore year i just got into trouble and then i just started focusing more on music right so, yeah what because you getting in trouble got you kicked out the team or something like you yeah, just couldn't play sports yeah, anymore? like the first i got in trouble the first day of like practice oh shit mm-hmm, it was crazy <laughs> like, being a hothead and then it was just a life lesson and then uh just really focused on like rapping and like beats and then after a while i just fell out of love with like the artist side mm. and i just wanted to be more behind the scenes right mm-hmm. so were you a lot of people making music at that same time like or was it just you like with your friends mm-hmm. and shit like it was just like me my friends and people i knew around the city yeah milwaukee yeah but who were you looking up to besides bone thugs like was there any uh, local talent that you were like so oh like, shit after Bone Thugs, it was like Jay Z on like a greater scale, mm-hmm. and then like local wise, it was like Ray Rizzy, Ray Nitty, uh, Pizzle. Um, Were they just like? How do you hear about them? Just like how old are you right now? I'm 31. You're 31. Mm-hmm. All right, so like this is you know MySpace era and shit, right? Yeah. So yeah. is that how you're hearing people's music and shit? It was MySpace, but it was just like CDs and stuff, mm-hmm. like seeing like CDs printed up. Cause yeah. you know around that time it was just like mad CDs, burning. mad CDs and mixtapes. Everybody giving them out, selling them. So right. It was that, and then like just word of mouth around the city, like yo, you heard this person or you heard this person, so, right? Mm-hmm. Which that shit's like motivating in itself, just to be like the person that people are asking if you're hearing about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were you was there shows and shit? 
Yeah, it was shows. Yeah. It was like local shows. It was like smaller. All the big shows was like people from out of town. Right. Yeah. But, but by it, that point, you were like more into behind the scenes instead of being on stage, like performing? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was performing and people was, they was rocking with me, but it was just like, at the time, I'm like, yo, I just want to be behind the scenes now. I just fell out of love with it. I don't know what did it, but I was like, yeah, I just want to be behind the scenes. And I think one reason was like, being an artist is hard. Yeah. Yeah, like the money, you need money, you need to travel, you need to do all this. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna just become like a full-time producer and just be behind the scenes and like, just get my bread up, get my money and just work my way up like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what were like, what'd you start, like how'd you activate that shit? Like, um, first it was just like being local, just hitting up like different spots mm-hmm. and then like, Telling people like, yo, I produce, like I got beats for you. I got like a CD. I'm giving them CDs. Like I got like 15 beats on here. Yeah. Let me know if you rock with something, and then just exchanging like contacts and stuff. And then after a while, it was like people was like, yo, we need a business boy beat. And this was like 2000 and probably like eight, right? 2007, eight, somewhere around there. Damn. Mm-hmm. How? I mean, you start connecting with those people, but how did uh, how did you like? Negotiated like was it at the time was it just about getting music made like you were just mm-hmm. interesting so yeah, like just getting music made and then like after a certain point probably like after years like y'all need a hundred right. I need three hundred yeah just stuff like that right yeah. mm-hmm. was there like where'd you record where were you guys uh, recording uh people they had their own like studios yeah so I pull up to their studios and just like play beats. Right. Stuff like that But yeah Everybody had like Some kind of setup hmm. Whether it was like A real studio Or at their house Right mm-hmm. When you were making beats At that point Like you obviously Upgraded from the Playstation Yeah yeah I had What did you do so Fruity Loop 7 Yep mm-hmm. Yeah I think it was like Fruity Loop 7 Okay word. That's the first one I had Were you into Did you like Do you like play the keys And shit too Uh, Like a little bit Yeah But at the time It was just more Just like, that Just like Playing by ear Or like Like samples Right But I was just Like I, t- I taught myself like how to kind of read music yeah. or like follow the scales, right? Like C minor or C major, I know where to go. But you never took any music classes? Mm-mm. Damn. No, I would just like YouTube and just tutorials right. and stuff like that. Was there high school classes for like music? I know there's like, mm-hmm. there wasn't. Yeah, but they started taking them out like a while ago. Oh. Out of like public schools. Right. They had one school in Milwaukee like geared towards that but like every other school they started taking them out damn like all the the music classes and stuff was there like uh any mentors that you had in school at the time like no not really no not for music damn. everything was like i met the big homie uh chad roper when was that like probably back then when i started too so he was like the person uh that like helped me yeah like the business side like even back then I think like 2007, 2008, I was learning about like ASCAP mm. and then like how to um, just like like the publisher side and then like like how many checks you get, domestic, right. international, the uh, writer side publishing. So it's like. The, at that, like early in mm-hmm. the game? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Because he was like, yo, you don't want to miss out on no, no money. Because right. a lot of people just think it's like, okay, I'm going to sign up as a writer, but. You can sign up as a publisher too. Right. So you get that. You get two checks, and then you get a domestic one, and you get an international one. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You, I guess you don't really think about that shit when you're just like 
starting. I don't think you fo- you know there's money to be made, but mm-hmm. I at an early age, it's yeah. almost just like. So he he wanted me to like just be aware, mm. you know, early though, and make sure nobody like play me or something. How'd you link with him? Uh, just Milwaukee and yeah, like work. he's uh, friends with like Rico Love, mm. so he was just hearing about me and stuff, and then we got like super cool. Damn, mm-hmm. I mean, is that when you did that? Did that kind of initiate outside of like the quick like few hundred bucks for a beat or some shit? Did you start getting those checks and yeah, I, like people respected me, so they they paid for the beats, and then uh, then I started making like I get like checks like deposits from ASCAP, and then. It just depends on like what the song's doing because my early songs was right. like right yeah but how's that work so it's like at the time like say it's a local artist and they put mm-hmm. it out and they're getting like well it's that money comes from like itunes plays and shit is that yeah, what? but back then it was like different yeah itunes the money would go to them and then they have to send me like royalties but like uh them registering to like bmi ascap csac it like that would calculate like all the the spins sort of say or whatever and then the artist has to do that like well the artist, the artist have to pay like royalties right right but um like ascap i registered a song and then they'll look it up oh or like ascap actually right, right, like right. find it in the database right and everything yep. so you have to do like the legwork to make sure that you're mm-hmm. like claiming your the yep. shit you worked on yeah just putting the like artist name the, the title right, and, right. Like, album all that stuff like, can you much- do that before it comes out yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yep. that's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So is that because you you're completely independent from like having a deal where someone would normally do that for you, right? Yeah, but I have a team. Oh, like, you do. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody on my team, they uh, like they just help because I had somebody doing it at first. Like, yeah, like kind of like admin. Right. But it wasn't like a deal, just like some help. good people I know. Right. Like at the label. So, and then after a while, I was like, yo, we're just gonna do it ourselves. Damn. Yeah, my manager works. Um, for Universal oh, okay Yeah like the publishing side So So is it Are you like signed It's not signed to Universal No it's just him Like as a manager Cause he We uh We was on the road together He was doing like Tour managing Right 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 And then After that He, he was just like Yo I wanna Try something new Yeah You know I wanna get off the road mm-hmm. And then we went We was just like Working together a little bit I'm like alright Let's Let's figure it out. Yeah. And then he was setting up like sessions, setting up meetings and Damn. And then like I had connects, he had connects, we just put all together and then right. one day, uh, like Sterling them at Universal, they was like, Yo, we want you a part of the team. So by us hustling together that you know It elevated him. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So now I got like access to all like you know whatever he got going on yeah so I, you know so it's a blessing damn that's without, crazy. without having to sign i wanted to sign like but it was just like the way we was working it was like okay we got this coming out we got this check and i live like a like a frugal lifestyle mm-hmm. so i don't like i like nice stuff but i'm not gonna go out and like splurge like that right. i'd rather just save like all my money in my Go to Rodeo or some shit and just yeah, lose it all. Like, you know? fuck, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. People do that. Like, me, I'm like, nah. I, I see some, a lot of shit that I wanted when I was broke. Like, I don't want it no more. Right. I just do like the simple stuff. Like, people send me clothes. People right. send me shoes. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. So I don't have to spend a lot. Right. And then I just be chill. I be at sessions most of the time. Right. And if I do have to buy something, it'd be like, Couple of white tees, black tees. Yeah. As long as the shoes dope, like I don't care. I'm just trying to like 
grind. I'm trying to work. Have you ever seen a documentary? It's called like Minimalist. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of that? It's like about people that live like a minimal lifestyle, okay. which is just like that. I mean, these people, some people be crazy about it. Like I need one fork and one spoon and one knife and like they live <laughs> it like that. But it's interesting, the concept of it, because mm-hmm. I feel like so many people, especially in your position, you start booming and you mm-hmm. get check after check after check. Mm-hmm. And then they get like this crazy, like they don't think about the future in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that I, shit can go away. I've seen like 30 for 30 going broke, like ESPN. Oh, I've seen a, like I always will watch something or read something and then I try to learn from other people's mistakes. Right. Because watching 30 for 30 going mm-hmm. broke, it's like, damn, they had millions and 80 million Man. or this. And I was like, they back to like square one. So just the fear of that, like, I told myself, I'm like, yo, when I started making like real money, I'm gonna just like stack it. Yeah, so, that's smart. And then like when the labels, when the publishers was coming with like the deals, it was pretty good deals, it was just, my mindset at the time like just telling me like yo you're gonna make that regardless you know at the pace you're going like, right you already got the relationships with the actual artists and people in the industry that can make moves for you james is there anna's there and and basically it happened like so you just like, didn't need it i just didn't need the money because just like like the amount of checks i was getting and like independent and like major label stuff so it's pu- publishing like the main point of publishing is literally like an advance mm-hmm. to what you'll make is it just so you can yeah. focus on your music more yeah basically yeah but if uh, you're already making like if you already have your own investment you don't really need that investment from them no nah, not really unless like so it's some it's some it depends on who you sign with right and like the people the person that you sign with can they get you can publishers Link you like an A and R can link you with people. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's their job. So that is like so a benefit. Their, their job is to like put you in a session with this person. Yeah, or hit this manager or hit this publisher. Right, like yo, we have this new writer producer. Can we get a man with this person? Right, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. that's their job. But not everyone does that. Mm. So you just gotta like make sure you sign with someone. Someone after they sign you, they're gonna look after you right. like, the whole time not like sign you and then you know you get you just like damn yeah, they don't cause know like nobody. publishers it's just it's a lot for them too yeah you know they take on that job and sometimes if it's a big publishing company they got a they got like 30 artists to each person or right. you know what I'm saying 20 to yeah. 30 or less or more you know you start calling in and they're not answering cause they're busy with someone else yeah. you know what I mean that mm-hmm. becomes like frustrating I yeah. imagine Damn, that's all interesting ass. I gotta talk, get some of them on here too, yeah, just because that's yeah. shit's so crazy. That side of the, but that I feel like most artists miss that part of the business. Like mm-hmm. they don't understand that part of the business, and a lot of people get. But I mean, like, look at I. We did this interview with Scott Storch mm-hmm. like a while back for like something, and he was just telling us the story off the record. But like talking about it, and it's crazy to hear how insane. You know, what I mean, his level of producing was. Mm-hmm. He blew up. And then just lost all of his money yeah. and it just goes away like that but mm-hmm. you don't really have anyone in your corner to protect i mean you do which is dope like mm-hmm. i feel like you took an alternative route which i feel like might be more common now than ever right yeah just yeah. having good people and just yeah asking them like yo you think i should do this like yeah you should do it like, right you're gonna make that money anyways like, mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah so you in milwaukee you live there till when because i know you uh 2011 so at that point, like, what all had you produced? Like, were you starting to make some waves that before uh, you left? Kind of like it was like it was J Mills, and then 
like once I left, when I went to Atlanta, that's when everything, everything started. Mm-hmm. How like long Traded Truth, Young Thug, like three years. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Damn, you got them right away. Like, like after a year. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what? I knew Traded Truth through Philly Flyboy. Okay. He, he shot all this. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, yeah, just producing f- for him and and trade Traded Truth know everybody. So right. It was just like using his network and then he always like show love damn that's crazy yeah. how many records you guys do together you think me and trey got like 10 yeah overall 10 probably like more than that so for you at that point mm-hmm. that's like kind of when you're experiencing your first wave of not only people recognizing mm-hmm. your music but also you're getting like a bag at that point maybe yeah mm-hmm. is that is it does it work like that yeah know. yeah so basically like i wasn't charging trey like nothing because it was more like yo let's just Make something Yeah and then I get the money Off the back end Okay so that's so how You approach that shit mm-hmm. Right And then like Anybody else That comes Is like Then it's business Yeah you know? But certain people You just Y'all work together And then You just You don't charge them mm-hmm. Up front But you, you do get Money off the songs though, Right You know Yeah But it's certain people You just don't charge Right Up front when you beginning cause Right Cause you wanna Get the music out So when you take you know it's like you're taking that risk right you're mm-hmm. just depending on the sessions to go so well that mm-hmm. they'll actually place a record on whatever their yeah. album or some shit mm-hmm. um so when you go about that was anyone like re- like suggesting this shit to you like yo don't you don't want to come in and charge this person too high too low whatever because uh, they might not fuck with you or whatever not really you just kind of would just yeah just going off the vibe and then being young you just you just want to have some music out yeah that's like spreading around the world and right stuff like that so that's all I wanted. And then after a while, it was like, okay, like, I'm gonna just up my price. I got Trader Truth and Young Thug that shot a video, and then I got this person, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start hearing and seeing your music, like, getting distributed, like, on a mass level, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? How'd that feel for the first time? Like- oh, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah, just to get credited and then knowing that just people around the world listening to it is just a crazy feeling. Going from local, like, right. Okay, your city listening to it, to like the world. It yeah, just, it's just crazy. How that changed the way you can move through Atlanta? Because I feel like you start, you know, booming there musically. People yeah. start to know your name. Yeah, I did like panels. I did like a couple panels and just really just showing my face more. And I'm like, yo, I'm I'm Biz. Or people come up to me like, yo, I I rock with the records you did with Trey and let's work. Damn. So yeah, just just really. Like getting those records out so people can know, and then, like, I want the right people to know me. You know, like I don't care about like fame and all right. that. Right, right, right. They just like the right people. They see you, like, yo, let's work or let's get some music done. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel now, like, with people playing into that whole? I mean, it's Instagram era. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, people are trying to show out and be famous mm-hmm. or whatever. But it also helps distribute your name and get your your shit out there, right? Yeah. So do you feel like now you kind of do you have to play ball in that? Yeah, arena? yeah. Some like I don't care for it, but I know like my face got to be out there. I know you know. Yeah. Like go to parties and right people like yo that's that's business boy mm-hmm. and people walking up to me and then being online and showcasing what I produce and doing this for content and you know yeah. so it's just certain things we have to do that's the life we chose right you know and i understand it too because the more people know my face the, the more people know me the more the more business i'm gonna get right the more studio sessions i'm gonna get mm. 
And would I you, just, you know, we just a walking business at the end of the day. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, and it's a billboard. Like, I mean, that's man, a billboard, for right? real. Like, your stories is like ads and marketing. Yeah, and, like your your page where you post is all. When I'm posting like something went gold or platinum or this, it's all a an ad yeah. for me. Like, oh, he produced party. Next door or black or yeah, Sway Lee, right? Like, let's reach out to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's all it is. That's how I look at it. Because all it's gonna take is like one person to see that post who is connected to the person that mm-hmm. you hopefully ended up. They share that yep. shit real quick. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, it's it's super interesting because I feel like some people do it the right way and some people do it the wrong way. But at mm-hmm. the same time, at the end of the day, you just got to be like proactive on yep. that side of the thing. Mm-hmm. When you were in Atlanta, though, were you with? Did you move out there by yourself, or were you? Did you come with like a little squad? Did you ever? Who was, I was, who was around? The, you? I was out there. Uh, I moved in with the big homie. Okay, I went there like solo. Yeah, and then after like three months, we got kicked out the crib, <laughs> and then I moved in with the homie. It was just like a journey, like yeah. couch to couch, right? And just it was like a crazy journey. But I learned a lot through it all. You feel yeah. like the motivation to to get to that next level, like. What what charges you at that state? Because I just, I did the same couch shit too. Um, just knowing, like I always had like faith, mm. and I always read people stories. Like they'd just be grinding, grinding. Sometimes it take five years. Sometimes it take ten. Right. And I just knew with the uh, perseverance that I have that I make it. Right. I, don't, I didn't know when. You know, it's been like some dark times. Like yeah. yo, am I? You know, we all question ourselves certain times in our career, but like once I snapped out of it, I'm like, yo, I, I got this. Right. Cause you just see it, like just the level of artists you're working with and then it just it just keep going up. Like, okay, I'll start off local. Now I'm getting like industry looks, now I'm getting like mid majors, now I'm getting major you know, so right. it's just just a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you end up moving to LA and I I read somewhere that you were like living out the car. Yeah, me me and the homies. We had like Eric Bellinger placements and all that, but we were just in the car. Like it was a crazy time in our life. Like what? And because you, because you were develop, like you were writing those records, or you, they're already like. Well, we out. me. Like once Eric Bellinger came out, we was like in the car. Yeah, yeah. So it was just weird. Like damn, <laughs> we working this hard and we in the car. Yeah. And then like, and then I started working with Party. That was like two thousand. It had to have been 15, 15 or 16, yeah. right? Yeah, so and then once we started dropping, that's when like it, shit just went crazy because like Party, like a, a fan favorite, right? And like he's just a big name, yeah, like, working with Drake and mm-hmm. the Rihanna cuts. And like after that, having four on there, that was like, yo, who like who's business boy, and right? Then from then, it was like people in the industry, A&Rs, and they they just reached out and then. Black came out, and then after that, it was like, okay, we got to take good. this guy serious, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when I was out here, I, I slept on, like, a whole um, air mattress with a bunch of holes and shit mm-hmm. for, like, 15 months. But I remember one night I went to shoot a show at Staples Center. It was Taylor Swift, and she brought out Mary J., and I went with Mary, mm-hmm. and I, like, shot all this shit, and it was the first time shooting in, like, a fucking, you know, the Staples Center. Yeah. And then I, like, do all this stuff, and it's, like, crazy, 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 and you come back, and I'm, like, laying on this shit and it's like sinking and you feel the ground and you're like questioning (laughs) that's the moment like where it doesn't make any sense yeah so when you're in your car it's like so you get a place you you know you place eric bellinger whatever Mm -hmm. so you're like 
how long does it take for money to actually come through on the back end of shit like that? Probably like a few months. Right. So probably like six to eight, six to nine. Damn. So, mm-hmm. so you could have a record that's literally, you have records playing everywhere mm-hmm. and then you don't see them. That's, how do you feel? Does that make you feel weird like for in that stage because people look at you like, you're supposed to be mm-hmm. balling and have all this yeah. shit and doing all the stuff that you don't naturally want to do anyway. Yeah. But like, how, how, how do you like get around that feeling? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know you said like, you think, you know, it's going to happen for you anyway, but yeah, just, just, uh, just staying focused. I'm, I remember watching Sunny digital, like back then when I was going through it mm-hmm. and he was like, he was good now at the time, but he was like, man, I remember people was like, they knew my name, Sunny Digital, and I had to catch up to my name. It was this concept we uh. put out there. Like I had to, people see Sunny Digital and they looking at him like, oh, you on top of the world. But it took him like, he's, I forgot how long, but it took him a while to catch up to his name, to live like, yo, okay, now I'm Sunny Digital. Right. Like I got the, yeah. the money, I, yeah, I got the plaques, I got the records, but now I'm like stable, like money wise. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, they know you, but you ain't got it like that you know so well like, and so much of this shit is like networking right mm-hmm. and like for networking it's like you almost have to have a budget just to fucking network mm-hmm. and so if yeah. you're sitting there waiting for the check to come and people want you to pull up to Soho House and yep. shit and you gotta like you're yeah. like buying some dumbass expensive <laughs> coffee or some shit like fuck how can I afford this I feel like it's mad frustrating I feel like a lot of people quit cause of that mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. that's an interesting concept I like that a lot yeah so that's how I felt I was like okay party out but party I got pay for that I got paid for the black. In so advance? after that, yeah, in advance and stuff. And it was like, it was like good money too. Right. So um, just save those. And then like Rocky Fresh came out and then Yay Ali. And then it was like the Sway Lee. So everything was just like the money was just coming. Like yeah. the real, the money that I always wanted. Right. It, it just started like. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Is how often, like, you know, you're working with so many different artists, but mm-hmm. what? Is it one artist at a time, or are you doing multiple sessions at a time? Like I do multiple sessions. Yeah. Uh, at that time, was it kind of like you're with Eric, and then it goes to party? You say you had mm-hmm. four records of party. Yeah. On his on project, P3. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. So that's a fuck ton. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, why people and it, even on Sway Lee album, I had four. Four on his. Mm-hmm. Four out of like nine. Damn. Yeah. On Swaycation, so just just really focus. I really just try to focus on giving them like the best like product right like the quality wise and there's something that they're missing right I'm always i'm like yo what you what you need now like what you, I, I hear everything but what you what you missing right I try to fill that void right mm-hmm. so we have like conversations before you go on with the artists kind of like what they're looking for before mm-hmm. you bring them records or are you kind of bringing them records just to show them new uh, shit? sometimes i know and then sometimes i'm like they'll sound dope on here yeah. it's a little different but i'm gonna still play it for them right yeah because a lot of artists they get like the same beats yeah you know like i'm always the producer like yo what can they What's some new stuff they can do mm. that not it's not too left field for them, but they'll still kill and they'll like it and the fan base will like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you do a, a lot of research on like their history and the music that they made to try to find something that pairs with that? Yeah. You do right yeah. away? Yeah, like when, when uh, I'm working with an artist, like Anna or James send me like links 
and I'm always um, like I vibe out to the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I like I dig deep and be like, okay, they influences is this like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. What what was it like getting your first plaque? Uh, it was dope. It was with black. Um, it just out of nowhere. So I always you always dream these things, but yeah. when it actually happened, it's like a crazy feeling. Damn. And then I think after black, it was just like it just never stopped. It yeah. Was like black, and then and then it was like black bear. Then it was like sway. Then it was like party, and then like. Oh, you did Black Bear too? Yeah. Is he yeah. from the Midwest? I don't know where Black Bear is. I feel like he's from like somewhere. Yeah, he might be from some Florida. Shit. Florida, for real? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Damn. So, what do you have to do? What What's like the number of, is it number of stream, like plays or downloads or some shit? Mm, or to full to go goes like 500,000. 500,000. Mm-hmm. And then million platinum. Right. So, you could mm-hmm. be getting like two, three plaques for one song. Is that how they do mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Like you go go and then like. Some people don't order them though, right. up, and then they'll wait for it to go platinum. Oh, right. And then two times, and then diamond, like yeah. So, Damn. but we have to buy our own plaque. So sometimes they'd be like, "Yo, I'm gonna wait till it go platinum." Right. And then once it go platinum, then they buy the plaque. Yeah. Or something like that. Because if it didn't, you could just still get it, right? Yeah, you can just get right. the gold one. Yeah. Damn. I was like, yeah, what but sometimes they- it just it take a a little minute. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like the Dreamville, that went go real quick. Um. Cause it's J Cole and then plus is like uh, like Middle Child, right? That already already was doing good, yeah. You know, so it had it was already like buzzing, mm-hmm. send yeah. it out. That shit was fire too. Yeah, damn, that's fucking good. so interesting. I it's like you you know you think about the trophy. Like my friends just got Moon Men for the first time mm-hmm. for like video editing and shit yeah. like that. And then you see it in real life. I remember coming here and seeing one in real life mm-hmm. and just like that shit inspires <laughs> the fuck out of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you go into some. I'm sure. Or a trade studio or someone's studio probably had them the first time you ever mm-hmm. seen them and and that shit just opens up a door but yeah babyface got i was in his studio his whole walls like just everywhere mm-hmm. you got all of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's crazy for sure uh what what you know like is there moments that it becomes di- too difficult to work with artists that you feel like you gotta just dip out on it like you're like man this isn't gonna we're not vibing at all mm-hmm. like this don't work i had one session like that but most of them like uh, like my team, they like they choose artists, and it's like they know what kind of vibe right. it's gonna be. Like, right. it, like I never really had like like bad sessions. It might be a session where it's just not working. Yeah, and then because we all got like life shit we dealing with, right. so it might be like some crazy shit on my mind or their mind. And right, and we're like, oh, we'll come back to it, but it's not. It's never like personal. I'm like, oh yeah, and then we'd go back to it the next day, right? And then it'd be like, we'd make like some shit. So it just depends. Like only, only really had like one session where it's like, yo, this, it's just not working, you right? Know? And then we just like, like yo, I'm a dip, you know? What I'm yeah. Because I don't, I don't like force. I feel like you shouldn't force music. Nah. No. Nah. And then that's really it. Everything else is like. The vibe be smooth Because right. I'm always like Chill in like Sessions and stuff Yeah And Like I go in I do what I gotta do Cook from scratch Or play some stuff They pick it Or they record And I'm just like In the cut And if I hear something I'm like yo You should do it like that Or you should Redo this You know Right So I'm always like Playing it like Chill Until I hear something Right Like if I have like 
you know, just a request or something like, yo, you should do this part uh, better or you should go higher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just yeah, different yeah. little notes. Being a producer, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's your favorite type of session? Do you like, do you prefer like coming in with shit and they kind of vibe to that right away or do you like uh, building from scratch? Hey y'all, I wanted to interrupt this episode real quick to tell you about our Patreon page. If you fuck with Black Window Cream, if you fuck with this podcast, if you fuck with the way I interview people, uh, we would love your financial support. So go to patreon.com slash black window cream. You can sign up for as low as $5 a month and have instant access to being able to ask our, our, our guest questions. You get the private discord channel. You get to hear episodes a week early. You get tons and tons of amazing perks like live streams and um, bonus episodes and all kinds of stuff. So definitely go to patreon.com slash black window cream to check out everything we have to offer there and take a consideration at uh, joining us on Patreon. All right, cool. Let's get back to this episode. Like, it's really whatever. Yeah. Like I train myself. It's just I'm always going in like, okay, I'm a, I got the, I have these 15 beats. If I play these and they probably just want to hop on like a couple of these, but right. sometimes it'd be like, yo, let's let's make some from scratch, and that's fun too because it's yeah. like, like you just you building and then they're already there with their ears and they like, yo, I mess with this part or right. do the hi hats like this and then yeah, then I bounce the the beat in mm. this already you know to their liking right you know? mm-hmm. so how did how did um how did like lincoln with party come to be for you uh, my bro prep i grew up with him okay in milwaukee so he moved out here like a year after me and he started engineering oh nice for for party and then like after a month or two of engineering he gave me party email he just wanted to get in good yeah. you know just just wanted to you know show party that you know he worked hard add he, value mm-hmm. right yeah and then I emailed party and then one time we went out and then I just seen my email like yo these beats crazy like who is this I was like yo this business boy prep homie and then he already knew who I was because we went out together I think like a week prior oh shit mm-hmm. damn that's crazy yeah and then the first record we ever did was like don't run and then don't do it for you no more I think that was the first one we ever dropped cuffed up with Quavo me and murder beat Murder Beast did that one, and then P3 came out. Damn. So it was just like back to back. Like, <laughs> so did you know that they were gonna be like singles? Like that he was gonna drop them in well, advance. Don't of yeah, don't do it for you no more. He was like, Yo, Biz, I'm, I'm gonna drop this. Um, let me know if you have anyone that do like cover art. So he, I hit my people's Amber Park. She do stuff for like Camilla Cabela now. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I had her do it. Sent to the party. He approved it, and then we dropped it on SoundCloud. And. Um, yeah, so he just that's so crazy. he he always like transparent though, right? Like, Y'all gonna use this or we're gonna drop this, so we it was just crazy how we dropped it was like back to back and then it was cuffed up. Don't do it for you no more than having four on the album. So people was like, damn, y'all just <laughs> yeah, dropping vibe. back to back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's crazy. Do you do you ever try to find a place like? Do they ever want you in videos? Um. Yeah, I mean, I see sometimes producers be in videos. Sometimes, like Tali Yahweh, um, she bad. I pulled up to that. Yeah, and then it's just a couple of videos that I pull up to. Right. I, don't, I don't really care about like being in there, but right. I pull up to them. Yeah, you know? and some videos like I, I just pull up, and if they need me, then if I know ahead of time, I'm like, okay, I, I get in the video. Right. Like, yeah. When you linked with Black, how did that come up? Uh, just hearing them on like Apple Music, 
it was like me, my homie Theory, yeah, and uh, his homegirl. We was heading to the beach. I heard problems, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Yo, who was this?" It was just like fresh at the time, right, like, right, right. This, this shit sound crazy, and then I remember asking her. I'm like, yo, who is this? She was like, black. He got a six in front of his name. Yeah. Looked it up. And then the universe was like, just making shit happen for me. And then I think I followed him on Twitter. And then my homie Los Hendricks, he had a session with him. I think like the week after. Yeah. And then he was like, he was just telling black about me. Like, yo, these collabs I did with Business Boy. And then follow me. And then me and Forrest Slash, we made like MTFU. He sent me he sent me the idea, I finished it, sent it back, and then we sent it to Sin God, Black's main producer. Okay. Sin played it for Black. And then we just got on like free black. Damn. Mm-hmm. So was that did you guys end up working in the studio together? Um yeah, after After that's yeah. After MTFU, I think me and Ford pulled up to actually hear it. Damn. In in the studio and then from then, like I just send him records or I pull up, we play records. And Black, like when he makes music, no one is in the room though. So if I pull up on Black, we'll chop it up. I'll play like beats. And then like everybody, we all leave the room. Cause he's so personal, yeah. his music's so personal. Right. And so then, is it just him and the engineer then? Or yeah. is he engineer shit? I think uh, like JT being there sometimes, but I think Black engineers too. Yeah. And then JT would get it like. Right, right, dialed in. Get it right. yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts because like just his style of music, him coming out because I was new when mm-hmm. when you started working with him was early yeah, on. It was like like at so, the beginning, mm-hmm. and that shit carved a wave for yeah. sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like no one else really was making music like that. I feel like at that time, but that's that's crazy to have yeah. that impact on music. Yeah, it was crazy, and then just uh, cause I was just happy to be a part of it, and then like it was just like damn, this shit went platinum. I mean gold. Right, it went. Like just all this stuff, I'm like, damn, this shit, Grammy, like the Grammy, nah, like all that. Like that like, shit could not have happened if you just didn't go to the beach that day. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, and then even on the second project, like Let Her Go, I almost went to Toronto, and then, like, I just bought my ticket. I was gonna go uh, work with the homies, and then I end up not going. I was like, it was just weird. I'm like, I woke up, I ain't even packed. And I right. just missed a flight on like purpose, and then that same day I made "Let Her Go," like the instrumental. Damn. And then like a month prior, he was telling me like, "Yo, I need this. I'm trying to wrap up the album. I need this type of record, like an up tempo, hard record." And then like, as soon as I missed a flight, that was like the first beat. Like I hit up uh, prep and exact. I'm like, "Yo, I'm about. I missed this flight. Y'all want to cook up?" Yeah. They pulled up, and I just made like the, I played the chords put like effect on it started like the beat and then Zach and Prep got on the beat polished it off and then I sent it to him and then he sent me like the bounce I think like that same week damn mm-hmm. that's crazy do you work with like demo writers or uh what's that shit called like where like songwriters, songwriters? Like the, mm-hmm. yeah you're working with yeah. them a lot mm-hmm. heavy yeah, so is that them. part of the submission process almost mm-hmm. is like coming up with ideas like that just right? working with like the writers they get like the hooks because mm-hmm. a lot of like people they just they want to like a dope hook you Right know, They can write like the verses Especially like rappers Yeah Like Like a rapper They'd be like Yo this hook crazy Yeah And then they'd probably Get somebody on there Or they'd cut it They sell Right and then, Yeah just write the verses And everything So mm. Yeah I do that a lot uh, I work a lot with like 
the homie Daniel Church, uh, Casey, Nisha. Mm. Like, Nisha work a lot with Cardi B. Yeah. Yeah, like Jay, Beyonce. Yeah, we met her uh, in Paris. She was out because I mm-hmm. toured with B&J. And oh, yeah. Then, um, mm-hmm. She's she's young, right? Yeah, she's young. She's like 19 or younger than that yeah, when she, I met her. Yeah, she's young. Then Jazzy, I work with her a lot. Dope. She uh, co-wrote the Old Town Road. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, Billy, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus part. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, so wild. Yeah, that shit went. <laughs> That's so crazy. Went crazy. How about bro. all the other parts that came out after that shit? Man. That fucking song, bro, is yeah. like, that shit is nuts. Yeah. What? So, what's the biggest record you have out right now? Um, you know, I don't know, but from my point of view, it'd probably be like any other Swaley records, like "Hurt to Look." <clears throat> that was big for me. Um, this Dreamville was very big for me. Dreamville is crazy. Bro. Yeah. Like being on there. Um who raps at the end of that? What's uh Swerve? Yeah, is at the end of Swerve when he's rapping J-I-D? and it fades out. Yeah. Where's the rest yeah. of that verse? Man, I'm I, I want I, that fucking verse, bro. I asked J I D too. I'm like, yo. Like hopefully they throw it on the um like a deluxe. It's gotta be. Yeah, they gotta like please It sounds so fire. Yeah. Cause J J I D the reason I'm on there. On that Oh album. for real? Yeah, we um so me and JID, we've been working. Yeah. And then already was sending him like like beats. I mm-hmm. was texting him beats. Like even before it was announced. So when it was announced, it was like organic. It wasn't like, oh, they announced it. Let me send beats. Hit now. people up. Yeah, right. it was more You like, mean announced like the session was about he, to happen? Yeah, like right. everybody started posting like the uh invitations. Yeah. So even before that, so JID at every session he would just pull up my beats and like Damn. Like Big Crit hopped on some Earth Gang. I got like hella shit with that. Yeah. Him. And then, but he's the reason that I'm on the album. He the like he pulled up the beat. Key did the hook. Mm. And then Maxo came like later. Right. But JID JID already he already was like, yo, I'm I killed the record, but I never heard his part. It was just like key on the hook. That's all they were sending you? Because mm-hmm. did you go to and the then, sessions? Yeah, I went to the sessions. But I went like the record we have, I wasn't there for that. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy! Like, I went that Sunday. My little brother was in town, mm. like for the first time ever leaving Little Rock. So oh, I flew shit. him. Yeah, I flew him to LA. I'm like, yo, you need a different vibe. So he <laughs> left that Sunday. We left around the same time. Right. Like I got my ticket like super late. Right. But uh, like they played me everything. Oh, you you didn't bring your brother to the session. No, he flew back oh, to Little Rock. I was like, you need a different vibe. I'm gonna take you to this. Yeah. No, no, because he. Uh, <laughs> He, like, they announced it when he was there. Oh, crazy. So I was like, I'm a, I got to kick with my little brother. Right, right, you know, right. he leaves Sunday, then I'm going to fly in. Right. Mm-hmm. That's important, man. Mm-hmm. Like, family first. And yeah. What, damn it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that always annoys the shit on me when that fucking shit fades out. And I'm just like, where, yeah. please, please. I and think then, it might be on the deluxe, though. Because he is like, yo, you the reason this song is yeah. even, like, here. So, but we're going to see right. with the deluxe. I feel, I feel like they're going for sway how, how did this sway shit come to be his uh his dj rocked with our, with our music me and yay ali okay yeah so and then the dj he was like yo sway love y'all sound can you send like beats over right and then i sent beats over and then after i think after a month i dm i'm like yo it's cool if I send you more beats. He was like, yeah, you already got two on the album. I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> That's how you find out? Yeah, I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then 
I found out the the beats that he was choosing. They was more like '80s beats. Okay. Like I do like '80s styles beats. Right, right, right. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just send these, and then that's how "Hurt to Look" came, and then like "What's in Your Heart," and then yeah, we just went from there. They end up having four on there. Damn. Yeah, it was like crazy. I mean, he's such a like star. Yeah, like, he's a come. superstar, like for sure. That's he cool. He cool as hell too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a monkey. Yeah. Or I don't know if he still has it, but I think yeah, he, he has it like two. I don't know if they took him though. I don't know. I thought I heard something. Something about it. Yeah. That's fucking sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let the man yeah. have his. Let him, let him have his pet. <laughs> that's fucking crazy, bro. That's it's. You know, what I mean, like the networking pool that you have to create for that type of shit to happen mm-hmm. is so important, right? Yep. Like being able to sit, just be available, or mm-hmm. to have shit on deck. Because like, how often do you feel like you're creating music every single day? Uh. Almost every day. Some days I like chill. Life is like a weekend. Yeah. But I got so much shit though. I always have like so much music. What's your process of like organizing your shit? Um, I keep everything in like folders. Yeah. And then I have like iTunes folders. Okay. And I just throw like the refs in there, like songs. And then I throw like I got like a beat folder. Mm-hmm. So like whenever people ask for beats, um, I got this app. And then you can go to like the folder and your items. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! And then you just you click the ones that you want to send. Damn, that's and then tight. You can like email them or you can like text them. And what it just sends it into like a subfolder for them? No, I just send them like if six I was texting them, yeah, it'd be like if I six. Right. If I sent six beats, it'd be like six like attachments. Shit. Mm-hmm. That's so it's, tight. it's like very easy. So like I keep the newest beats at the top. Right. Yeah, you can so, organize them that way. Like, mm-hmm. So do you? Do you, I mean, have you lost? We in the video world have several times where a fucking drive fails and you lose shit. Have you ran into that yet? No, no, not yet. Mm-hmm. Do you back up your shit? Yeah, I back. You up, have mad yeah. backups. Mm-hmm. Man, I've heard some horror stories of people that just like you yeah, know the drive so. drops. What do you edit? Are you have a computer like a Mac? No, I got a PC. You're on PC. Mm-hmm. Why did yeah. you choose that? Uh, like FL. FL was already. Uh, always for like PC, right? But they just started making them like compatible for Mac, right? I think, like last year. Hmm. Mm-hmm. When you when you're making these beats, are you do you like reserve certain beats for certain artists? Uh, or do I you used to st- do that, but now it's like first come first serve. Like even like <laughs> a tight. new artist I'm working with, because that the beat that I'm holding on, yeah. that could be like the hit, right? For this new artist, because a lot of people I learned from sounds, it was like. I think I seen some online. He was like, "Yo, just don't be holding beats for certain artists. Like, get them beats off. Because if it's dope, like super dope, and you want a big artist on there, nine times out of ten, you can just like use that beat and develop a new artist. Like the Tyler Yahweh, she bad. That got like millions of views, and you know, how'd they promote that? Was she already? Bu- was she? Are you saying what? What? what Tyler Yahweh. Oh, okay, Yowie. okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, Tyler Yahweh, she bad. And just seeing, like, he, he a star too. So just seeing the vision in him, like, yo, I'm gonna put this beat behind him, and then him just making it to a hit. And then, like, Ray Moon, uh, we got this crazy song. This shit is crazy. It's called uh, Only You. Mm. And, uh, oh, no, it's called Shy. Shy. So that was, that's like, the mindset is just kind of, just why hold it? Yeah, because I can make more. Right. Yeah, <laughs> just make more beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you ever get into like um, like a creative block? Does that ever happen to you? Mm, not really. No. Not. No. Not really. What's your studio vibe set up like? 
Uh, it's like plenty lights. And yeah. Like comfortable, like real chill. Yeah, I try to make sure because if I can't think of nothing like on the keys, I got like sounds that, you know, they inspire me. Or I got like people like Jeff Giddy sending me like guitars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Starters, yeah. something I can start with. And I just do like the drums and then add music on that. Right. So. Do you ever get, uh, do you ever do like live recordings of with musicians like to try um, to bring in someone to track real drums or do any shit like that? Sometimes. It'd be like like a sax or like trumpet right. or like guitars and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, not not drums really. Would you but record it, that at your house? You uh, record that in your studio? No, not mm, not no. drums. Right. But like guitars and like everything. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a, it's a nice size room, but it's not like. Yeah, enough to have like a drum set, in right? There, you know? And that's like mad mics, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> to like track the, drums, the crash, the the kicks, and yeah, the snares, all that. Damn, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Like, how are your grandparents? You know, what I mean, are oh, they happy? They they proud of me. Yeah. They tell me they proud because they they believed in me like since day one, right? So like them seeing like articles like Rolling Stone and stuff like that, they're like, yeah. damn, you really. Like did it Right You know Cause they They was there All the struggling years Like sending me Like $50 here And I'm grown They still like Yeah no, We still gonna help you I'm like alright That's yeah. crazy mm-hmm. They get you the Playstation Yeah mm-hmm. So I started yeah. with them That's, yep. Have they come out here To LA Not yet No My granddaddy Scared uh, to to fly. fly Yeah But my grandma I was like yo Whenever you ready Right I'll just Get them a plane, put them in a nice hotel somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. You go home often? Do you ever mm-hmm. go back to Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. I was there a couple of months ago. I think. Yeah. How, do you show? Is there like? Do you ever show your behind the scenes like what you do, like how you create? Do you ever try to share that shit with like sometimes the next gen or whatever? Yeah, sometimes I do like panels and stuff, but sometimes uh, like the homie Bexer here do like some behind the scenes. So I'm doing that more. Like I'm coming out with an album, so. It's gonna be like behind the scenes stuff. Dope. Uh, Your own album? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! It'd be like, like a Khaled type. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that'll be sick. Got like party next door, black. Damn. Sway, and then I got some other Everybody. people too. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be crazy. But I got, I, I, I gotta pick like the perfect, you know, yeah. the perfect like amount of records. I don't want like too many records on there. I just want like a solid number of dope records. On right. Mm-hmm. So when with that shit, is it is it kind of like can you use throwaway records that might not have made a cut for their shit? And yeah, use it yeah, through? yeah. It just like the records they feel like the one me and Black got. It's like super, super dope. It just didn't fit East Atlanta love letter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like, like with Black is like him. He has a say so, but he also has like love renaissance. Mm. There's plenty of people there. And right. Interscope. Right. And stuff like that. But the record we got it's like it's crazy. Like. It's like a big record, so. For you to make your own album, because mm-hmm. I always think about this with Khaled shit too, because Khaled's mad over the top with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He just, his direction is mm-hmm. just like this power thing. What's like the inspiration for you building this album for yourself? Uh, is this your first album? Yeah. Okay. Just just the sound, I want people to be like, like, okay, that's big sound and just having control and just looking at myself as an artist too, even though I'm behind the scenes, but just having my name out there too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Business boy featuring black, mm-hmm. business boy featuring party next door, right? And just having that out there too. People are like who's business boy, and right? People just researching, and then they just go back to old records or see what I'm doing and right. research who I am. 
would you uh is this like an opportunity for you to kind of also give a platform for younger artists that mm-hmm. are still growing you know that yep. you're working with so yeah you just have it like the big names and then have like a couple new artists right and just have that blend in mm-hmm. so when they people see like the names that's going to be on there and then they listen to the whole album and then they hear something dope from a voice that they're not too familiar with right they can look that person up too is it challenging to like decide which which records are gonna stay and which records gotta go um a little bit just because we just you know being a creator we just develop and we just work 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 so some of the old records if they still feel the same then i just use those but we just always creating like new records i'm like oh i might throw this on there right just you know we just got a fine time to really listen to everything right and be like yo these are solid yeah even two years later it's still like super solid mm. Mm-hmm. when do you what is there a plan for this to come out do you know like um target date hopefully this fall i'm just focused on my artist project right now right. symphony soto oh, okay word mm-hmm. She's right super dope so once i get that done and then i can start like wrapping up my stuff too because i feel like my stuff is it's damn near like already done. I just gotta focus right back in on it. Right now I'm just focused on like party next door, symphony, yeah, my artists and stuff like that. So once those are like done and then I can go back and pick like a solid like list of songs that I can drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are these artists signed to you? Symphony is. Okay. Yeah. This is like your first artist? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's your was what was your label called? Uh, Business Boy Music Group, BBMG. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that's the plan too in the future is like to develop more artists and try to get. Yeah, them I got her. I have a producer from Milwaukee. I signed. Dope. Yeah. How'd you find him? Uh, I've been knowing him since like two thousand and uh, like twelve. Oh so. shit. Okay. Yeah. So I got him his first like placement. That's sick. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I love seeing like talent especially from my city mm-hmm. and i work with them we collab and i just try to get them like they first major look like i got like i think last year i got like three or four producers like they first plaques right. ever mm-hmm. and then this oh. year i got uh i sampled Lil a he sent me like uh this sample for the dreamville and oh, i just did real? like the the drums and stuff behind the 808 and then that's his first gold plaque his first plaque ever so that's crazy yeah. so that's that's why that's how i moved to just yeah do what i gotta do and then just help the next generation like you know so yeah. they can have something to remember right like that's crazy mm-hmm. is it uh at this point are you getting contacted a lot by up-and-coming artists that want you to hear music and shit? yeah yeah how do you deal uh, with that i listen to i listen to it if you approach me the right way right I listen to it for sure. What would you say is the best way to approach someone like Just you? Like something simple, not too much. <laughs> like yo, the whole life story. Yeah, like yo, I'm a producer. I love your music. Right? Can we work? And I'd be like, yo, send me some starters or let me hear what you got. Maybe. Have you discovered anyone that way? Uh, like Rowan, he just did something on Rick Ross. Oh, that's dope. Uh, Mook Beats. Um, it's been a few. Who? His name Mook. Oh, Mook Beats. I yeah. said Mo Beats. Oh, um, Mo Beats. That's the homie. Mo Beats B- is the boy. Big Sean. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna get on here soon. He's. Yeah. I love that dude. I yeah. taught him how to fly drones. 
for real <laughs> yeah he was just making cool content like mm -hmm. which is also goes back to the instagram thing it's like you have to kind of figure out how to like build your own personality because yeah. you're behind a, a shadow right so it's like a challenge all the time to mm -hmm. develop that shit that's crazy that's dope well, i'm glad that you're putting people on too because it's like you're in power position you know and it's yeah. hard to it just it just worked better like that yeah because when they look back they'd be like oh biz helped me get my first plaque mm -hmm. and then, you know what i'm saying just, yeah i just feel like we're here to like help people right and you know because i come from a city it's like crab in a barrel mentality but in actual in realities like you help more people the more your light shine right you know yeah mm -hmm. no that's super true um all right i'm gonna wrap this up because i know you got a session i uh i have a couple questions from our community mm -hmm. for you um and we might have covered a majority of it but uh it's our patreon community so yeah all right so let's do let's see uh nicholas said i read your studio is in the back room of your crib what mm -hmm. do you need to not feel cooped in the same place all the time is there a time that you have to force yourself to put down like put down the work and just go out do you feel like you know what i mean when you work from home it can yeah. kind of like yeah it can get old sometimes uh so right now it's like a balance um it's like people pull up to my spot and then sometimes people be having like big studios they're like yo anna hit me or james be like yo pull up at record plant or pull up you know what I'm saying so right. it's like a good balance but yeah. my, my crib is like like my studio is like chills like lights mm. everywhere it's like flat screen and I always got like a vibe on there like some some crazy city or yeah. some like mountains and stuff That's fucking apple screen you know what I'm saying yeah. like stuff like that and then it's just cool like people pull up they're like yo this is smooth but like it's just a balance though I pull up to APG I pull up record plan like just you know all the big studios yeah. chalice right so it's like leave those come back to the crib and mm -hmm. get back in my lab and, right yeah just getting energy from different spots so right mm -hmm. do you, uh, you said you go to the beach is that like your kind of like go-to getaway yeah i was there saturday yeah. me me prep my producer 94 and a homie dc which beach we you just, go to it was like between malibu and like santa monica i forgot right. the name of it well, I just went out there to talk to God, meditate, pray. Yeah? You meditate? And, yeah. And just, like, just try to keep my spirit, like, mm. you know, just smooth. You right. know how the music game is. Yeah, like, yeah, Just try to keep it. Just everything, like, just cool. Right. Like, talk to God about, like, experiences and any negative energy, just removing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, let's see. Jason said, he said, what was it like working on Old Wildsworth? Oh, what was it like? It was yeah. crazy. Because I made the beat uh, at my studio. And then I think like a couple of days later, just sending it to JID. And then he always marked them like with the hearts and stuff on your phone, your yeah. iPhone. So you know it's like. And then them FaceTiming me like, yo, we just did this. This shit crazy. And then people at the sessions was texting me like, yo. They working on your record because I had my tag in there. And yeah, like, it was like Super Mario, Mike Hector, all these people just texting me. And Damn, saying, yeah, it was crazy. That's fucking tight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that whole project itself is just there's so much talent in one space. Yeah. Like to be able to get one of the records, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's like a massive stamp. That's so yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was plenty of records that they had to go through. Uh, let's see, Jacqueline. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. What was your first step into uh, the producer realm? Like, what do you feel like you truly push you? Yeah, do you know what the fear was for not want or not the fear, but like mm -hmm. the reason why you truly just didn't want to perform anymore as far as like 
writing and rapping or um whatever. like behind the scenes like you gotta still work hard but it's more like artists they i feel like they gotta do like like a lot of stuff they gotta go over here they gotta go to rehearsals they gotta go to this like i still do like interviews and stuff but right. it's like they when they on a press run it's like <laughs> five a day this. yeah it's like just crazy and then like just the wear and tear mm. like i like to wake up and be like yo i'm gonna just create some beats today right you know yeah like still have a schedule but it's more like not doing like as much as them but at the time it was it was just like money like okay i'm a producing is making me like money right now yeah so i'm gonna just go towards this and and I just fell out of love with like being an artist actually. Right. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's also with the artist you're kind of coined into one lane. Like producers mm-hmm. you have an option to like spread your wings and go a little yeah, wider, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Cuz I I did like more like trap beats. Yeah. Early and then I do like R&B, right. pop, like alternative 80s. Mm-hmm. So like being creative, I can just be like super creative. It's it's kind of hard for like artists unless you Come in the game like that Right mm-hmm. Definitely Well shit man I'll, I'll let you out of here This is a dope interview Thank, We appreciate you for coming on no And problem. sharing this appreciate shit Appreciate you having yeah, me Absolutely yeah. um, So I always let my guests Pick this It's basically like this I tell everyone to go to your Instagram They're gonna tag me At Ben Reverse World And they're gonna put a hashtag That you're gonna pick And then that way You and I both know That they listen to this whole interview All the way to this point Which is a hour and six minutes mm-hmm. So what do you want the hashtag to be It could be anything you want Uh, Business only hard yeah that's a hard one yeah shit okay well <laughs> project's coming out hopefully in the fall yeah that's the goal mm-hmm. you got new artists on the way yeah everyone can follow you on instagram you want them to check you out anywhere else uh instagram twitter all the same b-i-z-n-e-s-s-b-o-i we'll put follow me there yeah, yeah definitely all right cool man well how do you want to end this shit out you can you can wrap it up <laughs> yo appreciate the homie for you know allowing me to be on this platform and today was super dope and I hope y'all enjoyed this interview. I hope y'all get some gems from it. And then yeah. if y'all have any more questions about like being a producer coming up, just DM me. Like I see everything. Just hit me. And Love that. Yeah, I be hitting people back. They be like, Yo, Oh my God, you responded. Yeah, I didn't know you was gonna respond. Like right. it happened this morning. I was yeah. like, they asked me a question. I'm like, Yo, you gotta do this or you gotta travel. You gotta network. That's yeah. how I got to where I am. I, oh my God. Changes the whole day <laughs> yeah. for that person. But I, I always feel like. I don't want to be too big for people. Like, right. No matter how much success, I want to look at people all all the same. Yeah, Whether right. you can do something for me or you can't, right. I still want to have respect for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, We're absolutely. all human beings. So right. people hit me and they ask me the right way, I'm I'm going to answer yeah. questions for them. That's yeah. the same. Yeah. And you never know, man. Like You never know five that years That should be now. helping people. Like, yeah. For real. That should be helping. That's dope. Mm. All right. I appreciate it, bro. No we'll problem. this one. Thank yep. you. That's it for business, boy. The interview is done. Um, episode 122. Damn, we did 122 episodes. Make sure to follow him on all social platforms so you can keep up with what he's doing. And if you want to be able to ask our podcast guest questions each week, you can do that when you become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash cream. Ask our guests some shit and be a part of the Q&A experience. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure to subscribe on all your channels that you... Uh, listen to podcast on and definitely take a look at our YouTube channel because we started doing some new things on the YouTube channel. We started dropping 
some in the field episodes, which are a really cool segment that I personally love where we take you behind the scenes with different creators and show you how they do shit. So uh, check that out and subscribe because we need the fucking number to go up so we can get big ass brand deals and fucking buy, you know, pay ourselves a salary. (laughs) All right, cool. I'm done with this shit. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.